yeah, we met in the back of an Uber pool. It was like December 2016, 26, 27. It was the 27th, so it was right around Christmas time. I had been in Brooklyn cat sitting for two of my close friends who were out of town. I called an Uber home and we're like waiting for a little bit. Usually what I do because I lived on one of six dead end streets in Brooklyn is that I try not to have the Uber driver go all the way to the end of the street to pick me up because it's just total chaos, all of these double parked cars, and then they wind up stuck there doing like a 57 point Austin Powers turn. But for whatever reason, my phone was on silent, I didn't hear it ring, and the guy made his way to the end of the street and then he was sort of stuck there. And thank goodness, you know, in retrospect, that that's how I met Alex. Um, just because I had this dead-end street. She was working in a magazine, and towards the end of the ride, she was like, oh, we occasionally hire photographers. And I very surreptitiously was like, do you have a business card? And so she starts rifling through her purse, trying to find a business card. And eventually she just goes, well, I'll just add you on Facebook. Um, you know, this seems like more of a social thing. So and I, I, that, I was like, oh social thing. I feel like I'm, I feel like I have a shot here. Also shout out to our Uber driver. My review was a uh, good conversation, excellent wingman. The first time we ever drove anywhere, Alex told me, listen, I have a car. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. You have a car in New York. No one has a car in New York. And then they were like, no, I, I really do. I'll pick you up. We'll go to Philly this weekend. And I was like, sure, you'll pick me up in your quote unquote car. And then lo and behold, there they were. Um, so I was like, okay, great. They, they do have a car. And then we went to go see their friends play. And this was sort of the first time that they met a member of my extended family. One of my favorite cousins was living in Philly at the time. She was like, so what are you? Are you boyfriend, girlfriend? What's going on? I think we were a couple at this point, but we hadn't, like, said I love you or anything. Then we got back from the trip, and that's when I dropped the L-bomb. Yeah, we were at my apartment, and Kayla was, like, acting very anxious. And I was like, are you okay? Is everything all right? And she was like, I think, I think I love you. Which is so scary, because you never want to say, I love you, and then have the other person be like, uh, thank you. It was great, and they said it back. <laughs> and then we decided, okay, I guess we're dating now, and yeah. now we're here. Also, the fact that you actually owned a car, big selling point. Wow. <laughs> so I would say beyond having a car, having insurance is also a big selling point, right, Boo? I would call that a must. It's, it's not really an option. R right, right. But we do love options. Like, uh, we don't eat pizza for dinner every night, and we don't watch scary movies every night. I mean, we kind of do. Well, it's, it's October. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Spooky season. Well, okay, here's an example. We both change our hair color, like, every two, three months. I mean, <laughs> I would say that that's a conservative estimate, probably, for me. Okay, so we love options. We love having our options. And that's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. And it comes with a lot of benefits, like getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. 
and a policy that helps cover the important things in your life. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Now back to the show. This is a little embarrassing to tell this story. Like every decision I look back on, I'm like, oh, I am such an idiot. Like there's so many times I could have avoided this. But anyway, we had just finished a, actually with, in addition to a bunch of other people, the two people that I was cat sitting for, David and Missy. Shout out David and Missy. Wait, what about the cat? Oh, shout out to Albus, obviously. So Missy's parents have a house out in, I believe it's called Big Fork, Montana, right on like a beautiful lake. And we as sort of a friend group had been talking for years about doing a trip out there and just staying at the lake house and hanging out and having a good time. And I thought, oh, you like, I love road trips. I have like a a lot of time this summer that I can take off. I'm going to tack like a road trip onto this afterwards. So I'll like rent a car in Montana and then I'll drive to Portland and then I'll do like Vancouver and Seattle. On that type of trip, I usually am not the person that like looks up a bunch of attractions. I kind of try to be a little bit free form, but Kayla was very excited about this road trip for me and like sent me a bunch of suggestions of places that I could stop on the way. Um, And one of those was this place called, what was Elmer's Fountain? It's Elmer's Fountain. So like Elmer's glue, but think water, think fountain. And I went to one of those, you know, really old schlocky websites from the 90s. It's like the best roadside attractions. And everyone said, you can't miss this. This water is phenomenal. It's the fountain of youth. You have to try it. Elmer's Fountain. Go. You must go. So that was like my, oh, I'll leave the place in Big Fork. I'll drive to Elmer's Fountain. And then I'll stop at like a motel somewhere along the way as I'm heading to Portland. And I, in all of my brilliance, and I'm like, I'm going to take the scenic route. So I turned off toll roads on Google Maps. And that was my first mistake. For most of it, for like a good portion of this journey, I'm getting exactly what I want. Like I'm driving through these absolutely spectacular mountains, just incredible views. But slowly I'm noticing that like the roads are getting like a little bit windier. They're getting a little bit more precarious. And eventually they go from like roads to just like gravel to just a, essentially like a dirt road. And I'm starting to get like very anxious. And as I'm driving, I get to this point where there's a basically like a log on the ground. And I'm pretty sure that I can clear it. And I don't. And the bottom of the car gets stuck on this bump in the road. So I can no longer move my car. I like, you know, slam on the accelerator a bunch of times. It's just not moving. I'm basically doing a little balancing act. At this point, I kind of realize, like, oh, this is like not a great situation. I'm in the middle of a hill in the forest in the middle of nowhere. It's probably about four o'clock in the afternoon right now. So the sun is going down. Well, it's still summer. 
So the sun like hasn't started to go down, but it's, you know, it's summer, it's hot. I'm stressed. Thank but Jesus that I had service. I call my family. I let them know what's going on. I call Kayla. I let her know what's going on. I try calling 911 because I'm like, this is an emergency. And I get in touch with the police department. They're like, we can't figure out where you are. We don't know if you're in Montana or Idaho. We think you're in Idaho. So we're going to send you to the Idaho police department. So they like transfer me. I'm on hold. Idaho picks up. They're like, we think you're on Montana. So they send me back. I get a call back from, I believe it was the Montana police department. I honestly couldn't tell you at this point. They're like, look, we don't really have a tow truck. We don't have a way. We don't have anything that can get to where you are. They can pull you out. We can send a cop who can like bring you some water or something. And I'm like, okay, wonderful. Super helpful. And so during all of this though, I'm on the, I'm on the phone with you or I'm texting you and going back and forth. And your dad and I are sort of strategizing where we've called like every independent tow company in the 30 mile radius of where you are. We find this, this guy, I think his name is David. Um, I think it was like Dave's Towing Company. Dave's Towing Company. And Dave's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, so this is what's happening. My partner's stranded in the middle of nowhere. The sun's going down. And uh, no one can help them because basically they're they're deemed not anywhere. They're not in any state. And the guy was like, oh, I know Elmer's Fountain. I know where this person is. But I can't get up there with a tow truck which is true. That's pretty much what the highway patrol told you. I do have a truck though and chains. And so that will do it, but it's going to take me an hour to get up there. I'm like, okay. So um, <laughs> I get a, I get a call from this person. We were talking and we're trying to figure out like where I am. And I literally sent him coordinates, like longitude, latitude of where I was. Meanwhile, I'm going through a million scenarios in my head. Like there are wild animals out there. Uh, there's also like this breaking bad scenario in my head. Like you're in the middle of nowhere. I was like, don't worry, babe. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. But I'm also thinking, is it going to be okay? Eventually, it's like the sun is now setting. Dave gets out there. They attach chains to uh this rental car and they they drag me out and they're somehow able to turn me around and they're basically like okay you now you're just gonna follow us i'm like okay so i had to do the same terrifying drive all the way back to eventually we got to like the main road thank god the car still works and we eventually like get to the highway we pull off to the side of the road i'm like completely wiped at this point i like make it to the hotel i'm explaining what happened to the woman who's checking me in and she's like oh yeah we actually like a lot of people get lost out there that's a little bit reassuring to hear yeah the next day and i i drove to elmer's fountain i i like figured out like oh okay i need to turn toll roads back on uh the water was pretty good. I, I I really wanted to go through like this crazy experience and get there and be like, 
best water I ever tasted. But it was, it was fine. It was pretty good. This episode of Roundabout was hosted by me, Alex Remnick. You can find my work at alexremnick.com or follow me on Twitter at Alex Remnick. And by me, Kayla Lippman. For Acast Creative, Shante Howell is our executive producer. This episode was reported and written by Shante Howell with podcast art by Emma Spellacy. For DCP Entertainment, Ryan Woodhall and Adele Coleman are our senior producers. And for State Farm, a special thanks to Christine Williams, Mariana Rutledge, and Daniela Sampaio. 